where we're going to be um, you know, working with this morning, and um, God has given me this word, and it's amazing, you know, sometimes when you can prepare something for a long period of time, and, and at the last minute, he changes it, so we have to follow what the Lord is saying, amen, we have to follow the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> uh, Ruth chapter number one is where we're going to uh, do our studies this morning from. Amen. Father, we bless your name. We honor you and we thank you for your word. Now, Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that every ear, every eye is open that we may hear what the, thus saith the Lord. Now, Father God, hide me behind the cross. Let none of me, none of flesh be shown. But God, we ask right now for the exaltation of your anointing. And we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. <clears throat> Go into the book of Ruth, chapter number one. And this morning, and this is what the Lord gave me just a, just a couple of days ago, so really been praying. And he says this. He says, going back is not an option. Going back is not an option. I was uh, conversing with someone last night, and they kind of confirmed or reaffirmed the word that God had given me. So then I, that makes me more comfortable in being able to, to, to stand. I realize that, that uh, these are difficult times, and sometimes people, when we go through difficult times, sometimes our mind is set on going back. But the Lord says this. He says, tell his people that going back is not an option. Even though we may be going through difficult times, circumstances, and situations, he says we have to continue to move forward and going back is not an option. It's not an option. Regardless of what we are facing, he says, make sure, Brenda, you tell my people that going back is not an option. I had to share this with someone last night when their mindset was on going back. So then, therefore, I knew that God had really given me this word to bring forth to not only to myself and the person I was speaking with last night, but to the body of Christ as well. We're going to start reading in um, Ruth chapter number 1, and we're going to start reading at verse number 1. Verse number 1 in the book of Ruth chapter number 1. Verse 1 says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, the first thing we have to look at is the fact that there was a famine, and the famine was during the time when the judges ruled. And I'm like, okay, God, what are you saying here? The famine came during the time uh, that the judges ruled. So he takes me now to the book of Judges, chapter number 17. We go there. The book of Judges, which is flip, uh, it's right before Ruth, the book of Judges. And we want to uh, pull this verse out and understand why there's a famine whenever the judges rule. The judges rule. Uh, judges, chapter number 17, and looking at verse number 6. There, verse number 6. It says, in those days, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. 
So the Lord says this. He said, whenever we remove the king, whenever we remove the king from off the throne, what happens is we put ourselves on the throne, and whenever we put ourselves on the throne, then everybody began to, to make a decision by their own thoughts, by their own thoughts. It says that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That's dangerous. <laughs> That's dangerous. When every man uh, does what they think is right in their own eyes, that is very dangerous. And the reason why it's very dangerous is because everybody has an opinion, right? Everybody ha has a conclusion. Everybody has a solution. Everybody has a thought. Whatever they think in their mind is right, that's what they do. So whenever self is sitting on a throne rather than God, what happens, we end up in a famine. We end up in a famine. We're talking about going back is not an option. Going back is not an option. When we put ourselves on the throne and allow self to operate, we are headed for trouble. Amen? We are he definitely headed for trouble. Amen? It will cause a famine in our life, spiritually, physically, as well as financially. Now, let's go back to the book of Ruth. And, and as we begin to look at that book of Ruth in chapter number 1, it talks about, in that verse number 1, he talks about how um, there was a man that was in Bethlehem, Judea, and he makes a choice to sojourn to a land called Moab. Now, whenever we begin to view things in our own eyes, by our own perceptions, uh, we will leave what is called Bethlehem of Judea. Now, Bethlehem means the house of bread. Now, when we think about bread, we think about the word. Judah means praise. So he, he, leaves, he leaves the house of bread. He leaves the word and where confession and praise is made. And he takes a journey into the land called Moab. Now, Moab is the place where it will deplete you of all the resources that you have. Amen? So before we decide to take that journey to go back, we have to look at the conditions. We have to play out the whole picture, as one organization says. You've got to play the whole picture before you make that decision, and then you will see the outcome. So he just makes a decision. And apply it to ourselves. We make a decision to leave the house of bread. We make a decision to leave where the word of God is being revealed that nourishes our soul and a place where we confess who God is and a place where there's praise going on. When you leave there, you are headed for trouble because what happens is you find yourself in a place called Moab and it will deplete you of everything that you have. You won't even be recognizable. Amen? You will not be recognizable. Now, the next place we want to look at is reading verse number two. Now, verse number two in the book of Ruth, verse number two says in chapter one, verse two says, and the name of the man was Imelech. Now, Imelech means uh, my God is king. My God is king. And the name of his wife is Naomi. 
Naomi means beautiful. It means agreeable. It also means pleasant. And then he says, he says, he takes the, the um, his, uh, he takes not only his wife, but he also takes uh, his two sons. Now his two sons are Melion and Chilion, and they're from the um, from Bethel of Judea, and they come into this country of Moab, and they continue there. Now hardship was going on. There were some difficulties, even though they were in uh, uh, Bethlehem of Judea a place uh, where the word is, where confessions is made, and where, where there is praise, he, he takes his, the Bible says he takes his two wives. He takes his wife. The wife is the inner reality of your soul. He takes his wife, and not only his wife, he says he takes his two sons. Now, sons mean the builders. So what he does is he takes the inner reality of his soul and the builders of the family of God, and he takes them down to Moab, to a place that will deplete them. Amen. Now, many times, because you're in the house of God, because you say you're saved, that does not exempt you from hardship. It does not exempt you from trouble. Amen. It, it, there's no, because we're, we're Christians, because we name the name of Jesus, that does not mean we're not going to go through difficult times. But the fact remains is this. We need to stay in Bethlehem of Judea where the word is, amen, because sooner or later God's going to come back and revisit his people. But when you take off and we decide to go somewhere else and do something else and go into that land called Moab, we're going to end up depleting everything that God has placed on the inside of us and everything that God has given us, amen. Going back is not an option. And that, that's the thing I want to, the Holy Spirit said, you keep reiterating that because going back is not an option. It's, it is not an option. Now, he takes them and he goes down to this place that depletes everything he has. Now, he's thinking now because it, it looks good in the land of Moab, it appears that everything is flourishing there just like it is with the world. Sometimes we will look out at the world or people that's in the world, we think they got it going on, Right? And we look at ourselves, and because we are Christians and we're trying to live right, and we look at the conditions that we may be in, and we begin to look at the world and desire some things that the world has. Amen? But going back is not an option. Going back into the world, going back into that land called Moab that will deplete you, it is not an option. All it does, it robs us of everything that God has given us. Now, looking at verse number three, verse number three, it says, an emelet, which means uh, God is king. So, in other words, not only do you take the inner reality of your story with you and the builder uh, of the family of, of God, you also take the king with you, <laughs> the king of kings, that's supposed to be on the throne of our hearts, and we take him down to Moab too. Okay, now watch what happens. Watch what happens. He said, in Amalek, Naomi's husband, he died, and she was left and her two sons. Whenever we go down to the land of Moab, not, it's not necessary that we physically die, but we die spiritually. Now, the first thing we want to do is die spiritually. There are a lot of people walking around that are dead spiritually. Can I get a hand? I mean, they may be going through the motions, and sometimes even in the, in the house of God, we go through the motions, but we are spiritually dead. 
And that's because we found ourselves going to a place called Moab that has begun to deplete the king of kings, the lords of lords, that's sitting on the throne of our hearts. We've taken him down to the wrong place. He dies. When we're caught up in the world, the king of kings, the lord of lords, he dies uh, and within the, uh, sitting on the throne of our heart. In other words, we give him a back seat, and, and, and he's no longer seen to be operating. And because we have taken him to the wrong place. Now, there are conditions that we must understand. Now, verse number 4 says this, And they took them wives of the, the women of Moabite. The name of one was Oprah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelled there for about ten years. I don't care how good the world looks. The last thing you want to do is go down and settle down. They, they dwelled there for ten years. They had left the house of bread. They end up and they go to that land called Moab, and they stay there ten years because it looked like it was a land of abundance. In the process, um, Chilion and, and, and Melion, which means sickly and weakly. See, when we go down into the world, we become sickly and weakly. Amen? Has anybody ever experienced that when we got off track and we went to the wrong place? We, we decided to, to leave the house of bread. I'm not talking about a physical building. I'm talking about we're leaving God. And next thing you know, we, we're somewhere. We wonder how we got there. Amen? So we have to understand that things are going to start dying on the inside of us when we do that. Amen? Because how many know that the world is a consumer? It will rob you of everything that you have. Amen? It will take everything that you have. And if you've got anything left, if there's a little bit that remains, it's going to get that too. Amen? So he's talking about how, how thou, they begin to take wives of, of, of Moabite women. Now, the, the word Oprah, it means declining. So we will find ourselves in a declining state when we enter into that land called Moab. But then there's another one there that's called Ruth. Now, Ruth means beautiful. It means agreeable. It means pleasant. So not only are we declining, but that little bit that remains is still pleasant. It's still beautiful. But we have to remember we do not want to take it to the land called Moab where it depletes all the resources that we have. Now, verse number 5 in chapter number 1 of Ruth, it says this, And Melion and Chilion died also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. So she's in a losing state. I mean, I mean, the, the king that's sitting on the throne of heart, he is no longer one that is ruling. Uh, we've got Seth sitting on the throne. And then because Seth is sitting on the throne, it weakens us. It, we become sickly. We become weak. And the thing that God has placed on the inside of us, it dies. Have anybody ever experienced a spiritual death before? Amen. Boy, you know how you used to be on fire? Let me put it this way. How you was on fire for God. You was always witnessing, want to witness to somebody about how good God is. And all of a sudden, it begins to kind of taper down a little bit. You're not just nearly as excited. Amen. Yeah. I guess all of us are still excited. We all still witness like we used to. We're still on fire. Now, amen. 
Because, see, the Holy Ghost knows where we are. Amen. So we can put on a front, but the Holy Ghost knows. Amen. I may not know, but the Holy Ghost, he knows. So we're not as on fire as we used to be. Amen. Why? Because we have gone down to a place called Moab, and it has depleted us of the resources. And it robbed you first spiritually. It will take you down spiritually, and the last thing, and I learned this through something else, and the last thing that comes back, and I think I've heard Minister Tom say this, the last thing that comes back when we come back from that world is that the spirit man is the last thing that, that's renewed that comes back. It's the last thing that comes back. Amen. We may be back physically, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the spirit man is back. Amen. So it is, it's designed to take you down. This is something we have to remember. We have to always keep it in the forefront of our minds because going back is not an option. Going back is not an option. It will rob you. It will deplete you of everything that you have spiritually, physically, as well as financially. I mean, here it is, Naomi, meaning pleasant, meaning beautiful, and she, she's following the instructions of, of, of one that says they're the priest of the house, and the next thing you know, they're all in bondage. How many know that the world is bondage? Amen. The world is bondage. That's why it's not an option to go back. It's not, it's, it's not an option. Now, watch what happens here when, 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 when we lose. It's a, it's a place of losing. Is anybody tired of losing? And have we ever asked the question, why are we still losing? I mean, why are we losing? I mean, that's where inventory has to come in. God, why am I still losing? It's just like I've got holes in my pocket. you blowing on everything that I have. God, why am I losing? It could be that we've made a step in the wrong country. We might be residing in a place, and this is temporal, amen? See, I think Minister Adams said this this morning, right before he got ready to pray, and he said, think about something that God did good did this week that was good, or something happened in your life this week was, that was good, and, and we focus on that. And then he said, think about the things that, that we did that was not good, amen? So there's two sides to this coin, amen? There is two sides to this coin, amen. But going back is not an option. Now, I know the Holy Spirit sent this word because going back is not an option. That means somebody, whether, it's, whether those that's viewing or whether it's in the house, has been contemplating, I hear your Holy Spirit, been contemplating on going back. But God says, let my people know going back is not an option. See, we've got to play out the whole picture. Once you play out the whole picture, you'll, you'll recognize the fact that it is a place of continual loss until you have nothing left. Until you have nothing left. Are, are we still okay? Amen. Are we we're still okay? Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Now, watch verse number 6 in the book of Ruth. Verse 6, chapter number 1, verse number 6. It says this, Then she arose... And her daughter-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Hmm. Had heard how God had visited his people. See, 
even when we're in that place or in that condition, we're in that, that Moab country, we will always be able to hear a word about what God is doing somewhere. Amen. Because, see, sometimes God will allow people to enter into your life or you come in contact, and they begin to give that testimony, and they can begin to talk about how good God is, how God is blessing in their house. Anybody encounter some people like that? And, you, you, and you're in a state of loss. See, God is so gracious that he will allow you to hear, okay, if you get back to Bethlehem of Judah, uh, you get back to the house of bread, get back to the word where confessions and praise is made, you, what's going to happen? I want you to know I'm blessing back here. The very place that you left from, he's I'm blessing there. See, that's the love of God. That's the grace of God. He will let us know even when we're in that condition that, hey, I am bringing forth great things over here. Just go back. So he allowed her to hear that God was blessing in the place where she just left from. Amen. God, God was blessing. So watch what she said. She said she heard it. Verse 6, she had heard in the country of Moab how that he had visited his people and given them bread. Watch the decision that she makes. Because, see, when we're in a crisis, God will speak. Amen. Anybody been in a crisis before here lately? Amen. And God spoke. Amen. You heard a word. Amen. And when you hear that word, you can't begin to quit. Well, God, is this you? I don't know, God. When I was there, this is how it was. But God, is this you talking to me now, telling me to go back? Yeah, God said, I'm blessing over here. You need to get your honey back, back over there. Amen. So he's, he's saying to him, he said, now this is what she does. This is her response. You know, and she's in a crisis now. She's in a crisis. She's being depleted. She's in a, a state of loss. But she, she's got enough God. I hear you, Holy Spirit. She's got enough God to hear and know that it is God when God is speaking. All right, watch what she does with what she hears. Now, verse number 7 says this. Now, it says, Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law, talking about Oprah, which means that they're in a declining state, and we're talking about Ruth, one, one that is, is, is satisfied, uh, uh, that's agreeable. And we have to understand, whenever the human soul connects with the divine soul, and the only means that is that divine soul, uh, we, we have no desire really to turn back. But here it is now, she hears. She, she hears and she makes a decision. And then she says in the latter part of verse 7, and they went on their way to do what? Return unto the land of Judah. And it said that she went on the way to return to the land of Bethlehem of Judea because it would be something like a house of bread. First thing that had to happen to her, she had to get her praise back. Because, see, the world will steal you of your joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, so what happens here, she said, well, I, I'm going back, but I'm going back to Judah. Now, sometimes when we're going through, we just don't feel like praising, Right. We don't feel like raising our hand, thanking God, nothing. We don't, when we're going through, when we're in that crisis, we do not feel like doing that. But you have to make a decision while we are in our crisis, when we're in a condition, that we're going back to praise. Amen. 
We're going back to giving God the glory because we had just got a word from the Lord saying, listen, I'm blessing over here. And he was gracious enough to come by our house and say, hey, here's where the blessings are. Amen. You don't have to stay in Moab. Amen. You don't have to stay in a place that continually deplete you and rob you of everything that you have. Amen. God is an awesome God. That's why he says, listen, Brenda, tell them going back is not an option. It is not an option. I won't ask you to raise your hand. Have you been contemplating? Has it come across your mind uh, that you want to you just leave the bread, leave the word? Have you been thinking about coming out from God? Because it's difficult, it's hard, and there's some circumstances. No, I don't care how hard it gets. We better stay with God. Amen. That, that's very important. Because, see, it's, it's the bread, it's the word that gives us our nourishment. It's the word that sustains us. Amen. It's the word that holds us up. Amen. And let me tell you something. When you're going through and you get to praising God and you forget about who's around you and you like to joy the Lord flood your soul, you can leave this place even though you're in this place. Amen. So you, you don't have to stay in that condition. When we hear the word of God, we need to obey the word of God and get to stepping. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go to verse number 15. We're still in the book of Ruth, chapter number 1. And we're almost done. We're still in the book of Ruth, chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number 15. Now, everything has died. And, and Naomi, which means pleasantry, she's, she's telling the, 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 the inner reality of his soul that, you know, uh, to listen, go back, go back and serve the mother gods. You know, you, you, you go back, you go back. I don't have nothing else to give. Now, what happens in verse number 15, and this is where God started me off at when he says, going back is not an option. Now, verse 15 says, and she said, behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after my, her, your sister-in-law. So in other words, pleasantry is saying to Ruth, the one that is agreeable, that human soul has found a connection with the divine soul. And now she said, listen, you, 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 you need to go back too. You, you, you need to go back. She said, go back to those gods and, and, and that, that land and that country, to the land of Moab. But watch what Ruth says. Whenever the human heart or the human soul connects with the divine soul, it's not an option to go back. Look at, look at what she says here in verse number 16. Verse 16 says, And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. See, when there's a connection with the divine soul, the divine spirit, we have no desire to go back to where we came from. See, if you can envision it in your mind, now, they're, they're leaving that land called Moab that has depleted them of everything. They've left that land. And as pleasantry is heading back home because God has told her she was blessing in that land. As she goes, she gives an option. You can stay in the land of Moab. You can go back to those gods that you're serving. You can serve self and all them other gods. But I am going down here to where the house of bread is, where confessions are made and where praise is going on. But, but I tell you what, you need to just go ahead and go back, go back. Well, that state within us that's declining, it will go back. 
because it's got attached to the world. It will decline. So, but then there's that root spirit, that, that one that's, that's agreeable, the one that has, has uh, tasted uh, of the goodness of Jesus. And that's Psalms 34, verse number 8. Because when you, whenever you taste of God and see that he is good, there is no desire to go back. Can I get a witness? Amen. So here she is. She said, listen, you, you, you go back. I mean, I know you're satisfied. I know you, something, somehow or another, you begin to drink from my fountain, and I want you to go back. Now, I, I'm going here, but, but, but you, you stay here, Ruth. You, you stay right here. And what, what did Ruth say? And Ruth said, no, I'm not staying. I'm not staying over in the land of Moab. I'm not staying in a place where I'm going to be depleted. She says, she says now, what's, this is what I'm going to do. Wherever you go, she says, now, I'm going to go. Wherever you lodge, Whatever you, wherever you set up camp is what she's saying. That's where I'm going to set up camp. Whoever your God is, and she said, your God's going to be my God because she realized the gods of Moab couldn't provide anything for her. Amen. Do we not know the world's gods cannot provide anything for us? Amen. They're idols. Amen. Self cannot provide anything for us except hardship. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I had self to rule before. And then rest assured, I faced some hardships, amen. Every time I took Jesus off the throne and put me up there, oh, I was in for rude awakening, amen. And the truth be known, y'all too. Come on, let's be real, amen. Let's take off the mask, amen. Because we all don't have it all going on, amen. We, 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 we've been down in Boab before, and we've lost some things, amen. We, we, we've lost some things. But God is saying, listen, come on over here to Bethlehem of Judea, where the bread is, where the word is. Where I can sustain you. See, whenever you leave uh, Bethlehem of Judea, whenever you leave the, the house of bread, you deplete yourself. You don't have nothing to fight with. See, the word is what you fight with. You have to have the word. So she said, no, no, no. I've I, I got to go with you, Ruth. I've I, I got to go with you, Ruth. She said, because even though you were in a crisis and you were going through difficulties, I see where you still stayed above ground. Amen. I see where you still stayed above ground. That is awesome. So she decided, no, going back is not an option. Because she knew what she was going back to. She said, it's not an option. Going back, amen, is not an option. Now, can y'all say this with me? Going back is not an option. See, it's one thing coming out of my mouth, but it's another thing when it comes out of your mouth. Amen. Going back is not an option. Going back. It's not an option. Going back is not an option. Maybe somebody wants to be depleted, but I'm, I, I'm going to be depleted. Amen. Especially when God has showed me in his word what the Lamb of Moab was going to do or has done and will do. It is just like the word of God says, hell is enlarging itself. Well, rest assured, the world, the Moab, is enlarging itself because it has an appetite. And it will take everything that you have. But we have to be like Ruth. We've got to connect ourselves to that divine soul. We've got to connect ourselves to, 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 to Naomi, that pleasantry, and say, no, it's not an option for me to go back. I'm going with you. Who your God is, that's going to be my God. You know, where you live, I, that's where I'm going to reside to. It's, it's just so amazing. Then she said, your people are going to be my people. Now listen, the word of God says uh, uh, to be friends with the world is an enemy to God. So if we're caught up with the world, that makes ourselves an enemy to God. 
So I, I want my, my, my people, the ones that I care for and I love and, and, and be with, I want them to be God's people. Amen? Hey, listen, I can witness to you all day long, but I can't hang out with you. Amen? Not if you're living a different lifestyle than me. Amen. I can witness to you. I can tell you the goodness of God, but I can't hang out. She says, listen, whoever you lodge, I'm going to be right there. I want to be right where you are because I know there's something about your God that I want. Amen. There's something about God and God's people. Now, watch what verse number 17 says. She also says, where thou diest, will I die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more so, if I ought, but death depart thee and me. She was willing to go all the way to the end, in spite of the circumstances in their life, in spite of what they had just gone through. She was willing to follow to the end. We've got to follow God to the end, because let me tell you, this world is crazy. It is, it, it is off the chain. Amen. I mean, they, they have lost all morality. They've lost anything called common sense. It, it, it blows my mind uh, the way things operate now. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. Now, watch verse number 18. See, we've got to have a steadfast mind. We got to, our mind has got to be made up. Verse 18 says in the book of Ruth, chapter number 1, it says, when, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking to her. You know, when you may have a made-up mind, can't nobody persuade you to go backwards. But you've got to have a made-up mind. Amen. When your mind is, when you're double-minded, because the Word of God says, when you're double-minded, you're unstable in all of your ways. Amen. That, that's what God's Word says. When you're double-minded, you're unstable. Amen. Anybody been unstable in, during their lifetime in that journey? Yeah. When you got a double mind. Today, I'm going to be a nut, and tomorrow, I'm not going to be a nut. You know, you know how that slogan goes. You know, God said, no, don't be double-minded because it's difficult, because it's hard, because we have hardships, because we're in crisis. crisis. God said, no, don't be double-minded. You just trust me. That's what God's saying. He said, you just trust me and do not turn back because going back is not an option. Going back is not an option. Can I get us to say that again? Going back is not an option. So we have to say it until we can believe it. Amen. Amen. Because, see, sometimes, let me tell you how powerful your word is. See, we don't understand that words have power. See, when we begin to speak the word of God and say what, God's word, what God says, and we have to be careful what comes out of our mouth because we can speak damnation on ourselves and send ourselves back. Amen. Because, see, words are so powerful. They are very powerful. If we say going back is not an option, we keep on saying that thing. After a while, our words is going to catch up with our action. And then going back will not be an option for us. Amen. But if we, if we refuse, if we literally refuse to say, I, I, I can't say I won't go back or not. But listen, we're going to ask God to help us not to go back. Amen. Because, see, God was speaking in her crisis. God was speaking. Whatever our crises are, God is speaking. He's speaking. And he's trying, to, he's trying to point us over to Bethlehem, Judea, where the word is, the house of bread, where confessions are made, confessions and praises going on. See, we have to confess our sins. And then he says he is faithfully and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It, it has to do with confession. Amen. Do, do we just don't confess no more and repent no more? Or we just 
just go keep going the way we're going. Amen. It's awfully quiet in here. I hope that's not true. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Now watch this. Um, Ruth chapter number 1, verse number 19. It says this. So, so they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And as they come into the house of bread, came to word. And it says, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? Is this Naomi? She shows back up. Let me tell you, you might can leave with glory when you leave the Lord's house. But when you stay down in the land of Moab, it would disfigure you. It would change your countenance until when you get back to the house of God, then the people want to know, is this the same person that left? And they see the disfiguration of what you look like. And they ask, is, is this the same Naomi? Is, is this the same one? Is this the little pleasant person that, that had the countenance of God, the glow of God? Is this, is she's unrecognizable. Do we not know that when, when we find ourselves in that land of Moab, when we find ourselves in the world, it will disfigure us? It will literally disfigure us. And we may think people don't see, but if they got the Holy Ghost, they can see. Amen. If they got the Spirit of the Lord, they can see. Now, watch, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Verse number 20 in Ruth chapter number 1. Verse 20 says, And she said, Be careful with your words. And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, pleasantry. But she says, Call me Myra. Myra means bitter. Call me Myra, for the Almighty have dealt very bitterly with me. Now, let me say something to you. Never, never allow your circumstances, your situations to define who you are. Never allow the condition that you are in or the crisis that you may be in to define who you are. I mean, God said she was pleasant. I mean, God says in his word, we're wonderfully made. But she's decided to rename herself and begin to call herself bitter, Myra, bitter. Do not allow the consequences and the circumstances and the situations of our lives to, to define who we are because that is not who we are. That's who Satan wants you to think you are, but that's not who you are. I don't care what's going on in your life. Do not allow that condition because you understand something. That condition is only temporal. And because it's the temporal, why would you define yourself as something that's temporal and you're going to define it to be permanent in your life? Now, that's crazy. Why would you define yourself that's for a situation, a se- oh, I hear your Holy Spirit, a season in your life that is temporal, but by the words that we speak, we make it permanent. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. We make it permanent. And I mean, and watch what she say. And now look at verse number 21. Now, 21, show you how, how it was. Don't leave the house of bread. Don't leave the confession of praise. Don't, don't, don't do that. Now, verse 21 in the book of Ruth, chapter number 1, uh, uh, verse 21 says, she says this, uh, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home. Well, praise be to God. She went out full. But now, God brought her back home. 
She went out full. When, when the devil got through with her, she come back home empty. Amen. Amen. And she says, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again, what she say, empty. Listen, God will come and rescue us from where we are. He said, I, I see that, I, I see you've taken my goods and you've given them to, to, to Satan, to the, to, the, to the world. But listen, because I love you, come on, baby, come on home. Come on home empty. It's all right, because you know what? We've got to be empty in order for God to fill us. Because most of us has too much of us in us, and God can't fill us. Amen? So we need to go home empty. Amen? In order to get a refill. Anybody need a refill? Because let me tell you, if you don't get your car refilled with gas, sooner or later that thing going to stop on the side of the road. If we don't get a refill from the master, sooner or later we're going to stop on the side of the road. Amen? We're going to stop on the... Can I get another amen? Amen? Going back is not an option. Going back is not an option. Who she say? She says, now, he he takes me, now he brings me home uh, again, but I'm empty. And then she says... Why then call ye me Naomi? See, they still saw some good in her. They still saw the pleasantry. She said, why are you calling me uh, Naomi? Seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. The Almighty has afflicted me. Now, wait a minute. Let me see. Let's go to, uh, keep your place in the book of Ruth. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 2. And let me see what I'm supposed to be saying. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah chapter number 2. And we're going to read verse number 11. Jeremiah chapter number 2. We're going to read verse number 11. 11 and 13 of the verses we're going to read. Because now she's acknowledging now that she's been afflicted. She's acknowledging that, that God has afflicted her. Now, verse number 11 in Jeremiah chapter number 2 says, Have a nation change their gods which are yet no gods but my people have changed their glory for that which doeth not profit see when she went to moab it didn't profit her she, she began to serve those idol gods down there it, it, it didn't serving the world is will not give us any profit there is no profit in going down to moab there's no profit there and the only thing that's in the land of Moab is losses. Amen. Only thing there is losses. But look at verse number 13. 13 defines it. 13 says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. That's what they did. See, they have forsaken me because, see, it didn't appear that they had very much when they was in the house of bread. So they decided to walk away and go to another land that they thought had abundance. But how many know that? What is that, 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 that saying about uh, over a cesspool? The grass is always greener over a cesspool. Y'all know what a cesspool is, you know. It's always green, old, you know. It's always green, okay. But I'm going to tell you, it ain't where you want to be. Amen. Because it's got some stank going on. Amen. It's got some stank going on. Excuse my language. Now, it says, They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they hewed them out cisterns, Broken systems that can hold no water. In other words, when we put self on the throne, everything that we have, that would, I mean, the water would, I mean, the word would just, just flow right through it. I mean, there's nothing there. 
He said, the two evils. He said, you got two evils. First of all, we've, you've left God. And then he says, secondly, you know, the, the, the vessel, your vessel, I thank you, Holy Spirit, the vessel is broken, so it's leaking. Amen. It's leaking. It's just like them holes in the pocket. It's, your vessels are leaking because we have forsaken God. But, you know, God is just such a wonderful God. Let's go back to Ruth, and we're going to end this thing. Ruth chapter 1. Let's go back to the book of Ruth. And look at this last verse. Show you how good God is. Even though we will leave the house of bread, wander somewhere in the world for 10 years, get depleted, lose everything we have, God has to get us and bring us back home and fill us up <coughs> again. Watch verse number 22, Ruth chapter number 1. All right, are we there? It says, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, now they've connected now, to her daughter-in-law with her, which returned, they left the land, the country of Moab, the one that depletes it, and watch what it happened. And they came to Bethlehem, which is the house of bread, in the beginning of barley harvest. Listen, God didn't allow them to come back in the planting season. He could have, but he didn't. He didn't allow them to come back in the sowing season. He allowed them to come back at the beginning of harvest. Harvest means it's a reaping season. I mean, a reaping season, even though we went down in Moab, we left God, we left praise, we left joy. He brings us back, and he, said, he didn't say, well, I'm, I'm going to deal with you. I'm, I'm, you're going to have to work for this. You're going to have to sow this seed. He didn't say that. He brought them back in a time of harvest, a time of reaping, when everything was ready and everything was flourishing, and all you had to go out is go out there and just reap it, just pick it and pluck it. See, God is a God of mercy and grace. Amen? I mean, the beginning, it's at the beginning of the barley harvest. That means there, are, there were seasons that's going to be a long time in that harvesting. You know, it's just the beginning. That means there was a whole lot more. And, and if God's will and God say so, we're going to continue uh, uh, the next time I stand because I love this thing because I like being in that harvest, system, harvest time, that season, where I'm reaping. But see, God has things set up. See, God has things set up for our lives. He has things set up. So how many of you know you got a Boaz? you got a ticket to your freedom. That's a ticket to success, a, a ticket to everything that God has for us is in the name Boaz. But one thing we got to remember is this. Going back, thank you, Holy Spirit, is not an option. Can we say it? Going back is not an option. One more time, going back for me, got, got to make it personal now, got to make it personal. Going back for me, you can go back, everybody else can go back, but we got to make this thing personal. Going back for me is not an option. See, I got to go here where the harvest is. There's a harvest over the other side. I don't want to miss the harvest. See, I already know what's in, what's in Moab, depletion. Everything taken, all these losses, that's what's in Moab. But by God, you don't know what's in the harvest. You don't know what God got in store for you. So that's why it's not an option going back. Because, see, you want to reach that destiny. You want to get everything that God has for you spiritually, physically, as well as financially. Amen. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Going back. 